Hello and welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibble. And I'm Ethan Sareski. And she sneaks around the world from Kiev to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. And this week, we've got another great episode for you. Uh, Ethan, why don't you hit them up with the premise of our show? Like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, Shibble this week, has done extensive Mm -hmm. research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, freak, something. And this week... It's the Nima Rigar. Yes. I, on the other hand, have done absolutely no research. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, audience, I'll be your surrogate and ask the questions your heart is burning with desire to know, and we will find out what this mysterious Nima Rigar is. It's funny that you, you specify that the audience also didn't research. I remember when we first came out with the show... My mom listened to a couple episodes and she said, like, but I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, of course you don't know what we're talking about. That's we're telling you about it. That, that's interesting. L- learn my, about it. My mom actually went, uh, that was boring. I know all about Slender Man. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, She's so, a real cryptozoologist, my mom. No, it, I knew that was always a hot. That's why I proposed the show. I was hoping that the Soretsky name would get some cachet. In well, the, you know, in, in the, the cryptozoologist in that community. Yes. Yeah. My name everyone, rings bells, you know. Everyone would be like, wait, is he related to the Soretsky? <laughs> <laughs> of the cryptozoologist Soretskys? I've got to check this one out. Well, how would you like to start, Shubble? Because I'd like to begin by taking a guess, taking a shot. Yeah. And telling you what I picture in my mind's eye when you say, say it for me. The Nima Rigar. Close your eyes. I'm going to say it one more okay. time. Okay. All right. Hold on. Ready? Get into your mind palace. Okay. It looks... The, okay. There are lots of files. Oh, my Nima God. There's Rigar. there's some porn. <laughs> that's No, no. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm sorry. It's yeah. No, you're in the wrong wing. Yeah. Wrong wing. Okay. Okay. Here I am. The Nima Rigar. Okay. My first thing I thought of was... Mm-hmm. It was a Nintendo game. Okay. By the name of Rygar. <laughs> oh, I remember Rygar. You know remember what that? I'll I you know what I'll always remember from Rygar? It had really good music for its like main world music. It was like ba 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 Yes. How do you remember that? It, that song stuck with me my entire life. I played that game a lot and heard that song a lot. I remember it because it was a great side-scroller. It was really good yeah, this time. The controls were a little bit clunky, but it had a lot of charm to it. Okay, so that's not what it is? Uh, no, it is not the NES game by the name of Rygar. Okay. All right. Let's 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 take a serious guess here. Okay. Uh, the name of Rygar is a mustachioed postman from Kansas wearing half of a friendship locket around his neck under his uniform. He drives his delivery van around the Rockies and peeps in the windows of scantily clad women, but only ones whose favorite 90-day couple is David and Annie. Well, that might be it. It could, could be. be. 
It could be. I'm not going to rule that one out. Now, tell me, do you have a third guess? Are you going for the same game parlay on this one? Yes, I am. Um, I By the way, I lost $142 on betting this week, and I'm never Oof. betting again. That was my first big loss. I, I've never taken a $100 loss. Was that big, where you want betting on the World Cup? No, <laughs> no. That's soccer. Yeah. That's I said sports betting. Well, you know, I heard that, you know, Morocco's in the finals. Uh, and Are I heard they? they were placed at the beginning of the tournament at 10,000 to 1 <gasps> to win the tournament. So oh my somebody God. could end up being very lucky. There are going to be a lot of Moroccans with a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God bless them. They could use it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, my, my third and correct guess mm-hmm. is, isn't, isn't there, tell me this, give me this clue. Isn't there a Nymerian lion or something in Greek mythology? Uh, the the Nemean lion. Oh. Well, that's close enough. So yeah. it could be like a monstrous cryptid mountain lion mm. that lives in Colorado because uh, the Nemerigar, you told me, are from the Rockies. Yes, they are from so the Rockies. I thought it was funny that it could have a lion-like name and mountain lions are very mountainish. So maybe a big lion, a big cryptid lion is my guess. Okay. Well, I'm ready to reveal to you what the Nemerigar is. Okay. Or, That's in, good. in fact, perhaps what the Nemerigar are. More than one lion. It could be a whole pride oh. of mustachioed postmen <laughs> and NES uh, cartridges. <laughs> Very uh, valuable. Yeah. Yeah, especially you get those still sealed mint in box. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I've, I'm going to tell you in the form of narrative fiction if that works oh, for you. Well, that's how I learn best. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't have picked a better uh, format. I know. I know. I don't, <laughs> I don't like to toot my own horn, but I know. I know. Well, I guess I that means it's it's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time! Story time! They say the only way to prove to God that you're a real American (laughs) is to hike the Rocky Mountains. To your west, you'll find the American dream in the California gold rush, the casinos of Las Vegas, and the bright lights of Hollywood. <laughs> to your east, America's breadbasket. Corn, wheat, and beef farmed by people who know what it means to work. <laughs> and here you are right in the middle, standing on the roof of the world. You are Charlie Bingo. And you are America's most recently deplatformed right-wing online influencer. <laughs> you made your transition from gamer to lifestyle guru, building your band, your brand, on the three pillars of uh, conservative contrarianism, a diet composed solely of organ meats, <laughs> and aggrieved virginity. <laughs> The mainstream media had a target on your back, Charlie. Big Brother is always watching, waiting for any sign of weakness to exploit. Any way to twist any little mistake to fit their woke socialist narrative. (laughs) For example, 
let's say you were doing your weekly Twitch stream, and your fans, uh, 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 oh, you were doing a weekly Twitch stream with your fans, and you got asked that classic, would you rather? And you said that you would rather beat your dog to death with a pool cue than hold hands with a man for four minutes. Oh, God. It didn't help that you were in blackface at the time. (laughs) You explained in your apology video that you only did it because Kanye said he thought blackface was funny and good. (laughs) But it was too late. You couldn't unscrew that pig so easily. After a lot of reflecting and losing several sponsors, you figured your next play. Not another hackneyed apology, but a rebirth. Charlie Bingo will rise like a phoenix from the ashes, but a bald eagle instead of a phoenix because that's better. (laughs) Your plan is to go on a spiritual journey. You're calling it the American Walkabout. So far, your hardcore fans have been willing to follow you to the only streaming platform that would still have you. A startup called Bloomper. Right now, it's mostly Belarusian dash cams and gamer girls that play Soul Calibur Bottomless so you can know their assigned gender at birth. But you have to start somewhere. You set up your ring light phone holder next to your camp and set it pointing towards the campsite. Well, Bingo Nation, I'm wrapping up day two of my American walkabout. I feel so connected to this land because of this experience. Before I throw it back to the chat, I just want to give a shout out to Black Rifle Coffee, my sponsors. Black Rifle Coffee is the only coffee guaranteed to wake you up without woking you up. (laughs) Now, let's see what's going on in the chat. What's go- What's up, Bingo Nation? You read from the stream of messages from your adoring fans. Keep hiking, Charlie. We love you. Oh, thank you. I thought he was doing the blackface thing again. Fake Kanye fan right here. Thanks a lot, butt stuff 143 blocked. <laughs> What's that behind you? What? What? Do you mean my tent? No, bro. I mean this. There's a link to a JPEG. You click through and peeking out from behind your tent in the picture is a small man. Roughly the height and build of a toddler. What? He has long flowing black hair. And his grin reveals two rows of pointed teeth. (laughs) You're not getting me with that. That is the most fakest photoshopped. But before you can answer, you feel a sudden sharp pain in your neck. You reach up and grab it and feel a six inch long arrow sticking into the side. (laughs) You rip it out with a groan. The arrowhead drips with a viscous green slime. You feel yourself getting dizzy. You slump over, knocking over your ring light phone mount. The camera points straight up, and the stream can only see the night sky. 
They don't hear, they do hear chittering voices speaking in an unknown tongue and the sound of a body being dragged. This was the last anyone ever heard of Charlie Bingo because you, Charlie, were taken by the Nima Rigar. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That was that very is good. The, that's the Nima Rigar. So they're they're like melon heads. They're kind, they're like uh, Native American uh, pygmies, pretty much cannibal oh. pygmies. Oh, they're oh cannibal pygmies. Yeah, I the pointed teeth. Uh, yes. Two rows, yeah. like a shark. I mean, not like uh, a no. Shark I meant has... more just top and bottom. Oh, okay. I was I thought it was double teeth. No, no, like critters. Oh, that would be awesome. Can they have double teeth just for this episode? Sure, yeah. They also, it is canonically true in fact that they have two rows of canine teeth. On top and bottom. Yes. Okay, good. A grand total of four rows. Yes. Very good. I like the Nemo Rigar. They, they sound very interesting. That was quite a story. I loved it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, when I realized it was the Rockies and I was like, that's such an American setting that feels so definitively American that I, it led me so naturally to writing something about a right wing figure. Do you think, uh, do you think if we started a right wing show and your name was Charlie Bingo and my name was like, um, uh, Patriot pride or like Patriot Dawson. Um, I don't know why Dawson fits, but do it you does. think we could, if we just, you seem like a Dawson. Yeah. Patriot Dawson. And, and yeah, you're going to sell that character. Yeah. Why not? Um, do you know that someone saw me on an Instagram live and said, I looked like I stormed the Capitol. <laughs> Damn. They read that wrong. Yeah. I was like, thanks. Is it the hair on my chin? Like what, like what is it? Um, do you think we could pull it off? Do you think like we could be a popular right wing show? I think we would have trouble building a fan base. And I think we would get bored of it quickly. Really? Oh, yeah. Because we'd have to be. We'd You'd have, have to, to be, be doing serious. that for like six months. Oh, like I don't think it takes week. as long as you think it does. I think, I think we would have to put in at least six months on it. I say if we got one really hor- horrid quote on Twitter, we could build a huge fan base real quick. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's. That's a big if. That's my only thing. Right. I'd, we'd probably be have to be shooting for at least, I would say, six months before we could definitively know whether or not that was going to happen. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back to the Nimarigar. Yes. So they are a tribe of Native American people said to be from two to three feet tall, armed with poison arrows with rows of sharpened teeth. Two rows. Said to inhabit uh, the Rocky Mountains. Or uh, the Owihi Mountains. Uh, is that the same? Is that just the Native American name for the Rocky Mountains? I think it might be a, actually like a, a sub-range within the Rocky Mountains. Oh, okay. Um, now, what is their intelligence like? Because the Melonheads, I know, are of lower intelligence than humans. Are these regular Native Americans just very small? I think... Uh, well, we have very little information about what the inside of their society is like. The only thing that we have heard is that they are cannibals. We eat people. And also, uh, it, they, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, here we are. Uh, little is known about the internal society of the Nimarigar, uh, but word on the street is that one of their practices is euthanizing the sick and injured. 
If you're no longer able to contribute to society, you are clubbed to death. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, so take that as their, I guess they have some sort of sense of what a society is, uh, but their society must be very different from ours. They seem to have very different taboos than we do. Oh, really? What, like, like what are some taboos that the Nimorigar have? Well, more that, uh, they are cannibals and we have a taboo against cannibalism. So what are, uh, what are their taboos? Like chicken? Uh, yeah, yeah, they probably, they keep kosher other than that. Uh, <laughs> Do not mix the fish and meat. <laughs> please put that in the other dishwasher. <laughs> no cheeseburgers on my human. Mm, we are going to have to tread real softly because we're already doing a lot of Native American accents. And I'm going to say at this point. That wasn't Native that American. Meat. That was Nimarigar. That Nimarigar, I've heard you're Native American. <laughs> I'm going to have to go ahead and say we're going to have to start uh, using that a little bit. We're going to have to make that a little bit of lighter seasoning. Okay, I'll make it a little, less, a little less tangy. A little, a little less. Let's uh, lighten how much we're putting, making that a load-bearing wall. <laughs> In this house of cards. <laughs> a load-bearing wall. I don't want the whole episode to rest on us doing Native American impressions. Well, let's say goodbye. Wait, wait, wait. Goodbye, Shibble. It was going to be a good episode. It was nice to meet you. It was a pleasure meeting you, uh, Nimarigar number one. <laughs> <laughs> a pleasure. Thank you for your best attempt to bring dignity to these two-foot-tall monsters. <laughs> now, you just called them monsters. Well, they are a lost race of cannibals. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Monsters might be fair, but uh, you know the sharpened teeth also seems all four the, rows. Yeah, all four rows seems a bit much. It is monstrous. Now, I'll give you that. Uh, now the Nima Rigar, and and also depending on how uh, you read the stories of the Nima Rigar, they might be something closer to like dwarves, oh, or like mountain fairies than to uh, a what's lost a mountain tribe. fairy. Just a fairy that would live in the mountains, you know, oh. of of the fae folk. Oh, just a mountain, mountain type. I gotcha. Uh, now, uh, Nimarigar is a Shoshone word, uh, roughly translating to people eaters. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, and lots of other tribes in the area of the of the Rockies have similar stories, which I think, if anything, uh, helps uh, lend credibility to this story. I say where there's where there's smoke, there's fire in you know yeah. in cryptids, you know. Yeah, and and sometimes when I say there's smoke, maybe it's just a smoke monster. Right. It could in the smoke is bad is enough. A, yep. It smoke by itself could be just enough. Smoke is more likely to kill you than fire. That abs- That is actually true. Smoke inhalation. That's that's a good point. So where there's smoke, there's danger. We don't even need yeah, fire. There's plenty of smoke here. <laughs> uh, the the crow tribe uh would refer to uh in their stories of the Nimarigar. they would call them the nurumbi and brandon uh, lee is their chief uh no 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 brand this is a different crow oh okay it's, uh, I, I apologize what, what do you call that homophones oh okay i i, I apologize I, my fault that's all right r.i.p to a real one brandon lee yes and stop uh, using um those kind of prop guns yeah i mean 
it really is. Do it uh, digitally. Just, it's enough already. It's true. The technology is pretty much there for guns. Uh, now, uh, did you say you had some facts for us this week? Yes. That'd be a good time for a fact break. The Nimarigar present Rocky's facts. Rocky's facts. During his audition for Rocky, Carl Weathers was sparring with Sylvester Stallone and accidentally punched him on the chin. Stallone mm. told Weathers to calm down, as it was only an audition, and Weathers said that if he was allowed to audition with a real actor, not a stand-in, he'd be able to do a lot better. Director John uh, Avildsen smiled and Avildsen. told... Uh, Avildsen. What is it? Avildsen. Avildsen. I'm not familiar with the director of Rocky. He smiled. Oh, he also did The Karate Kid. Really? I, I, I don't know why That's I'm not That's why they're basically the exact same movie. Uh, <laughs> they are. They all they have the, those uh, big montages. Uh, yeah, director both... John Avildsen smiled and told Carl Weathers that Stallone was the real actor and the movie's writer. Weathers looked at Stallone thoughtfully for a moment and said, well, maybe he'll get better. Stallone immediately <laughs> offered him the role. Yeah, that, that's the kind of swag and bravado that only Carl Weathers can bring. And that you need for an Apollo Creed. Yep, that's exactly. Uh, that's great that he hired him. If that story is true, that's dope. Yeah. All right. Rocky's facts number two. Rocky Marciano was the mm. only heavyweight champ to retire with a perfect record. He was forty-nine and zero as a pro. His closest pro fight was a thirteen-round KO of Jersey Joe Walcott, which is a great boxing name. Mm. Uh, Rocky was trailing on all three judges' scorecards in that fight before a short right to the jaw nearly took Walcott's head off and ended the contest. What would be your boxing name? My boxing name? Yeah. Um, um, Punchman Sareski. I like it. It lets him know what you're all about. Yeah, I want to get straight to it. Yeah. I'd be the scientist, Chris Anderson. Oh, because the sweet science, and you're the master the of set. it. Yeah, and I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would calculate be, I, no, you know that what? I will have to punch you thusly. I would be Uncle Monster. There you go. That's an awesome boxing name. That yeah, it is. A, it does. It runs a little bit into professional wrestler territory. But can you picture if I imagine? But if uh, I yeah, was, if you can have Doctor Ironhammer, you can have. Uncle Monster. Imagine if I was like really a great boxer and I was like in a pro fight, like in a championship fight, and they were like Tyson Fury and Ethan, Uncle Monster, Sarest. Like that would be dope. Yeah, that would be good. Okay, those are those are your facts for now. We're gonna do sets of two All right. today. Alright, yeah, good, because those were those are more detailed facts. That's why. Yeah, that is the reason. Perfect. So <laughs> back to their uh four rows of incredible teeth. Yes. Uh, these teeth are not said to be filed down, but are naturally pointed, hmm. uh, which I think uh, lends some credence to the idea that they're not necessarily humans. But it could be an uh, evolutionary mechanism, and they could have been an offshoot of humanity. Yeah, it's true. They could have been human at one point, or we could have had a common ancestor. They certainly have a taste for human flesh. Maybe our common uh, ancestor was the fish. Yeah, maybe it goes that far back. Yeah. Could be. Who knows? Yeah. The piranha say, in their case. Yeah, yeah. They're, wait, so are you saying we also have a piranha? Or are you just saying our common ancestor is all fish? All fish. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm a biologist, Chevel. Just calm down. No, no. I, I'm. You're going to have to pardon me for not keeping up. Yeah, seriously. 
Let's see. All right. Yeah. The name Marigar have uh, similarities with European changelings and that they're, they are said to kidnap children. Oh, the, the, wait, changelings are fae? Yeah. And they're the uh, ones, but, they, wait, they leave changelings in place of your child, right? Yes, the Nimarigar are not said to leave changelings in place. They, they just, just kidnap children, presumably, <laughs> and eat them. What's but worse? Both, what's, what's worse? Leaving a changeling or just kidnapping the baby and leaving nothing? Okay, well, I mean, you're, out of the two of us, you're the parent. Right. Let's say when your child was a baby, it had... Uh, she had been uh, kidnapped and replaced with a little evil monster. Right. Would you have preferred that to her just being kidnapped and nothing was there? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Thanks, changelings. Yeah. No, I would rather have it. Yeah, because I mean, I'd, would you rather? I mean, at least I could still be like, I, you know, because when you lose a kid, no one cares if it was if it was the Fae who took. They're gonna blame you. They're gonna be like, you lost your kid. So I'd rather just be like, no, yeah. I didn't. Here it is, and have the fangs and everything. It's like, you just don't remember what, what she looked like. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, let's see. They also, they're said By the to way, also shout play- outs to my daughter. It, w- when you're old enough to listen to this, I love you very much, and I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. They, uh, they were said to play pranks, you know, like little, little pranksters. Like dangerous uh, but pranks, pranks are- or no? Yeah, their pranks were more like framing innocent people for horrific crimes. <laughs> That's a great prank. Yeah, and they'd be like, you know, kill a bunch of uh, horses and then put the, the murder weapon in your, your uh, residence. Sexually assault a woman and blame Mike Tyson? Yeah, it was actually the Nima Rigar. Wouldn't that be crazy? And he tried to present that for his defense, and his lawyer's like, we are going to get laughed out of court. We can't do that. He's like, but they were really the name of Riga. <laughs> they were so small. Uh, and they said they're uh, to do this against uh, tribes that they're at war with, uh, as uh, like to sow chaos. And they're... In general, part of their like uh, style of asymmetrical warfare that uh, does tie into their use of, of poison arrows. I think also, they're... Don't, don't they seem like they would use like shit smeared spears and like weird stuff like that, like gross stuff? It seems like they would probably use like punji pits. Yes, that had, uh, shit on the spikes. Explain what a punji pit is. It like in Vietnam. Yeah, there would be uh, uh, deep holes that would have. Uh, sharpened sticks of bamboo as spike pits basically like something out of a video game and then they'd cover it with like uh well they would cover the spikes with shit and they would also then they'd cover the hole with like branches and leaves so that people would fall in them and get stabbed and because there was a bunch of shit on the spikes they would get sick but they wouldn't die they'd have to be cared for by the rest of their troop which would slow them down and make them easier targets Wow. It's a very a, effective a way of, Yeah, very effective way of defending territory. That's how I defend my area, my my home. Oh uh, yeah, I've got a couple around the yard. You know, just the, for You know who hates it? The male lady. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You come and take my punji pit from my cold dead hands. <laughs> I have a right. Don't tread on right my punji pit. To... <laughs> uh see. Now, uh allegedly According to the Shoshone, we don't need to worry about the uh, the Nima Rigar too much anymore 
because their asymmetrical uh, tactics and antagonism towards surrounding tribes eventually led to uh, them in a full-out war with the Shoshone, who uh, killed them off hundreds of years ago. Oh. Thank you, Shoshone. Yeah, thanks for, uh, I mean, it's hard to say thank you for that genocide. Well, they were monsters. It's a monster side. It's true. It's true. We probably, uh, and that's why, yeah, we're not finding their... Uh, any living Nimarigar wandering around today. Shouldn't we find uh, but some there bones? Is, there is evidence. Oh. There was one uh, missionary who discovered a uh, graveyard that was filled with tiny corpses. Oh, my in God. In the Rockies. What, are you in, being serious? In like, yeah, in the late 1700s. Uh, but we don't know where that one is today. We don't know what happened to it. But uh, we have more recent physical evidence that supports the existence of the Nemo. Wait, but that that alone is creepy. It is very creepy. Even uh, if it wasn't Nemo Rigar, she found hundreds of dead babies in that case. Yeah, she might have found a children's uh, uh, graveyard, which is an unpleasant thing to to find for sure. Or yeah. she might have found a graveyard of a lost tribe of Native American monsters. <laughs> and not Wendigo either. No, no, little tiny cannibals. Uh, <laughs> but so as recently as 90 years ago, we had uh, physical evidence uh, that popped up. There were two prospectors named Cecil Maine, which would honestly be a, a great rap name. Oh, that's dope. C- uh, Cecil Maine. Cecil Maine. That's that is dope. It's like Maine source. Yeah. Or Gucci Maine. Yeah. Gucci Maine, Maine source, breaking Adams. Got it. And his partner, Frank Carr, also not that bad. Uh, that'd be uh, a fine second guy in the group name. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy That's the guy, The guy. guy behind the guy name. It could be like a freaky tie. You're like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or like Timbaland and Magoo. Right. He's the Magoo. He's the Magoo. Yeah. Uh, but they were, uh, they were prospectors in the San Pedro Mountains in uh, Carbon County, Wyoming. And uh, they were blasting rock on their their claim that they had in the like 1932 uh trying to follow a what gold song hmm? what song what song would cecil main and frank carr they were blasting rock you just said <coughs> oh no no i'm sorry they were uh blasting uh the mountain of the oh, oh they were oh, oh, okay yeah, all right yeah. Oh, that was dumb. that was very yeah. dumb of me. I, I guess they would be listening to like uh, Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yeah, they were they were uh, doing the Lindy Hop, and <laughs> one of them was rock. cranking the phonograph manually. <laughs> um, but no, they were they were following a gold vein, and they they when they blasted an entrance into a small room that was like four feet by four feet by fifteen feet. Uh, and inside this room. They found a mummified body, roughly two feet tall, posed in a, like uh, not a kneeling position, but like sitting on its feet, that kind of position. Sitting on its like a catcher, uh, like uh, a catcher if its knees were on the ground. Oh, I got you. All right. Uh, so now people initially they thought, oh, this is a uh, this is a hoax. This can't be real. Uh, so, uh, they took the body, which they started to call Pedro after the San Pedro mountains, uh, to be examined by the American museum of natural history, 
which determined that this body uh, was 65 years old when it died, and that it uh, its skull had been caved in. Oh. Uh, in keeping with the tradition of the Nima Rigar killing those no longer to uh, contribute to society, such as an old man. Oh, that's uh, it right. Also had, it also had pointy teeth. Uh, How many rows? Uh, they, they didn't say, okay. but probably four. Right, four, I would guess, yeah. Probably two on top, two on bottom. Right. Uh, now, this skeleton was eventually bought by a, a drugstore. <laughs> where it was used as a display, which is what you used to do back then. Did they put gum in his hands, like, a, like a, in front of the counter? Uh, probably just uh, gave him a cup full of dime cigars. Like impulse uh, purchases? They just loaded them up? Yeah, they put a little Santa hat on him <laughs> at Christmas. Uh, but uh, eventually the, the drugstore sold it to a businessman named Ivan T. Goodman, uh, who gave it to another businessman from New York named Leon Wadler. Uh, he sounds Wadler, heavy set. That's just because of the waddling. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, now, the skeleton, since then, we're not sure where it is. But as recently as 2005, uh, there was an anonymous party that was putting up a $10,000 reward for the San Pedro Mountains mummy uh, because he believes he could use it to disprove the theory of evolution. <laughs> so so the Pope is looking for it? Could be the Pope. The Pope could be putting up ten. Anonymous grand. party, my balls. It's definitely the Pope. That's right. It's Pope Benedict the First. Is that That's who we're on now? To. Benedict? Uh Oh, but back then, no, it would have been, uh, John no, right now Paul. we've got, uh, no, we had John Paul, then we had Benedict, and now we've got, uh, Francis. Oh, okay. Is Francis progressive? Francis is like the most progressive Pope in a hundred years. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Like he likes he abortion like, and like, and like condoms and gay people. He, he doesn't he he dislikes them less than any other pope. Oh, well, he still Instead sucks, of, but he sucks less. Yes, he's you can't expect a guy to come in there and be like, "Guess what, Catholics? Everything every other pope has said is wrong." <laughs> That's not really how the Catholic Church works. <laughs> so instead he's like, "Well, maybe we should let gay people keep coming to church. At least we can still be nice to them. And if what they're doing is wrong, God'll forgive them." Can I tell you we something? I would like to make a statement, and this is a little more on the serious side. I am so tired of us asking gay people to just be okay with people accepting them. Okay? Yeah. No, no. We need to love them like we love every other person. It's not okay to be like, you're gay, and, you know, it's wrong, but I yeah, accept you. Yeah, it's not okay you. to say, I forgive you. I, I, love, yeah. I, I hate the sinner. I hate the sin, not the sinner. No, just love the people. How about that? Yeah. It's not enough... Just to accept them and dislike their life. Just just accept them. It's enough. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, that's one area where he's still lagging pretty far. He's He is pretty progressive in terms of economic justice. Well, I don't mean him. I mean everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking about him. Oh, that's okay. an area where he's lagging behind. Uh, he, he did say, like, oh, uh, it's okay to use condoms in, like, Africa during the AIDS crisis. <laughs> you know. One in ten people, or however many it is, is going to be having HIV. He's like, yeah, no, you use a condom. Wait, it's so you fine. can use a condom only when you're in Africa? Like, 
I don't I don't know the exact details. Right, I know, but he's he's got to qualify. But he's like, yeah, obviously that's fine. It's a balancing act for him. I understand. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, he's still to some extent got to be a politician. Right. That's but, what the post know. is. Yeah, but overall, yeah, definitely as good a pope as we could have realistically have hoped for. The pope with the Jews facts is uh, Ben Shapiro, and he sucks. <laughs> yeah, boy, that guy does suck. He sucks so hard. I just want that to be known. He, anyone listen to him? Stop. He's the worst. Uh, Nymerigar presents Rocky's facts. This one gets to me. <clears throat> Colorado Rockies pitcher Armando Galarraga squeezed the ball in his mitt, stepped on first base with his right foot, and was ready to celebrate. What happened next was the talk of baseball for the rest of the season. The perfect game that wasn't. Umpire Jim Joyce emphatically called Cleveland's Jason Donald safe, and a chorus of boos echoed in Comerica Park. That was the last out of the game. The guy had a perfect game, and the guy beat out a single to first base. Afterward, Joyce emphatically said he was wrong, the umpire, and later, in tears, Mm. hugged the pitcher, Galarraga, and apologized. He said, it was the biggest call of my career, and I kicked the shit out of it, Joyce said, looking and sounding distraught as he paced in the umpire's locker room. I just cost that poor kid a perfect game. Yeah, it's time to hang up your cleats, man. Well, and that's isn't that something though that he came I mean, out and admitted it. A lot of people. No, wouldn't. and God bless him for that. You know, and he hugged and the guy. Obviously, it's a very tough job, and I'm sure, you know, no one is going to be a hundred percent. But it was but, almost more of a special moment to see someone say they were sorry and I'm wrong, and give the guy a hug and have him accept the apology. It was almost more special than a perfect game. No, that is a very powerful moment and something we need a lot more of. I agree. Um, after almost eight years as mayor of Salt Lake City, Rocky Anderson decided he would not... No relation. <laughs> to Rocky or you. Um, Neither of us. Decided he would not run for re-election and that he would instead devote himself to educating and mobilizing people to push elected officials to take action to prevent major human rights abuses. Anderson has stressed the importance of people at the grassroots level advocating for progressive change, stating... We keep expecting elected officials will do the right thing. And the fact is, they never do, unless they're pushed. Fair enough. I won't argue with him on that point. Rocky Anderson. <laughs> wow. These Rocky facts are all getting pretty crazy. And the Nima Rigar sound pretty crazy. Very crazy. But can they love? That's a very interesting query. werewolf ain't my dad but it's not so bad it might sound crazy but can it love can it give me a kiss can it hold my hand would it say i love you does it understand does it know that i've never felt this way before there's a full moon tonight so romantic and this might sound crazy but can it love can it love yes 
Can these little mountainous cannibals with their poison arrows and their asymmetrical <coughs> warfare and their child stealing, are they capable of love, do you think? I think anything that close to human mm-hmm. or that may have been created you know, or derived from humanity has mm-hmm. to have some ability to love. I'm not sure to what degree or how much they've evolved or devolved uh, throughout time, but I would imagine that there is some love, and they have a sense of community, which requires a sense of caring for one another, which is love mm-hmm. in a sense. So, yes, uh, to some degree, I think the Nimarigar can love Shibble. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. You know, I think, I think being out there stealing kids, <laughs> I bet they love those kids they steal. Yeah, and they hate the ones they drop off, the changelings. Yeah, so what would your first date be with a Nima Regard? It would be at, like, an amusement park where there's uh, mm. plenty of kids so they can blend... A, they can blend in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's games so they don't have to go... Because they're going to be too short for the rides, I'm guessing. That would be unsafe for them. Yeah. Uh, so we can play games. They have access to children to steal. Uh, they're not going to be noticed easily. And there's... Well, they eat people. Uh, so I guess the food stuff wouldn't be of interest. You know, they have fried dough, which I like. That's more yeah. for me, the fried dough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think uh, an amusement park you really can't miss, and there's a lot of stuff they like there. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to say, I want to, I think they seem so outdoorsy to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. Uh, Skeet shooting? Mm, let's go birding. Ooh. Let's get some binoculars. <laughs> Let's go birding. So we, we think they can love, and and we know what we're going to do on our first date, but that leaves one question to ask, Sybil, and I believe you should ask it. Can they fuck? That sounds crazy, but can they fuck? The answer is yes, a resounding oh, yes. I am getting a big they can fuck vibe off of these guys. Oh, they seem like real. They seem like little fuckers. Yeah, like, like, like rabbits. Yeah, just running around, just fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come here, you. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> they love it. Oh, come and fuck me. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck me, and I'll fuck you. <laughs> I can't wait to come. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. I don't need people. <laughs> That's the. I like the part where I come. Oh, you got come on me. Oh, it's okay. Ah, I like it. I, I got come on you. <laughs> oh, what a treat! <laughs> it's one big orgy. Yeah, they're 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 doing it all the time, that, and it's probably super gross. To, yeah, it's to definitely see. gross. But I bet they I bet they have a great time. God bless. Yeah, them. no, they have fun. Yeah, if if they did more fucking and less uh, people eating and awful pranks, probably everyone would like them better. You know that's true of almost anyone. If people just had more sex and did more masturbating instead of believing whatever they believe, everyone would be a lot happier. Yeah, I definitely think more people should be jacking off uh, on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah, I think it's healthy for everyone. I think it's healthy for society. Yeah, yeah. I think jacking off is the thing that you can do the most that will keep you sane. It is incredibly good for your mental health. And keep you out of trouble, too. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, nothing bad has ever come of that. It's true. If you are jacking off in the privacy of your own home, no one can be mad at you. Right. Please don't jack off in public. Right. Do not do (laughs) that. Good PSA, ships. 
Thanks. Yeah, just wanted to make sure I was clear. I didn't want there to be, well, Uncle Monster said jacking off could only be good, <laughs> and that's why I'm here at this movie theater. That's why I'm here that's at this showing preschool. showing The Lion King. <laughs> Enjoying recess. That's why I'm here at this production of The Nutcracker. <laughs> That's why I'm here at the ice skating rink. <laughs> making me laugh. I'm sorry. That's why I've been waiting in line at this McDonald's. That's <laughs> uh, why I'm at Pearl Vision. <laughs> so, I think that just means one thing, Ethan. Tell me. It's fight night. Ding, ding, ding. Fight. Okay, Shibby, you yeah. tell me. The mm. Nymerigar. Okay, when we do Fight Night, how many Nymerigar are we talking about? Or is it going to change? Uh, I think we can mix it up. I think if are, are we going to be bringing out the big man for the first fight? Of course, we have to. We're bringing him out the standing, uh, the standing champ, the representative of humanity, the world's finest, yes. Shaquille O'Neal, the Kung Fu Diesel. Yes. Uh, How many Nimarigar would it take to match the strength of one prime Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, I think we got to flip the script that way. I think. It's not how many shacks. I think it's how many Nima Rigar. Okay. And they are going to be having their poison arrows. Right. They have the poison arrows. Are you Shaq? Are you in the Rockies? Uh, yes. I'm in the mountain range, the Rockies. All right. So they've got home turf. Yes. I'm very afraid of that um, part of the fight. Yeah. I'm going to say... Boy, that poison can be rough. But you're a big dude... They're going to need to get a lot of that poison into you fast. <laughs> I'm going to say you're, they're going to need five guys. I, I don't think that will do it. I think I think they're going to be pretty good with those arrows. I think they're going to ambush you. You're going to get hit with five arrows off the jump, and that's just going to be too much poison. I, I think they have to lead him into the punji trap if they're going to get him. I, I, I think he can withstand a lot of the poison. Okay. I, I think... It all, it does all come down to how powerful that poison is. Well, how and about how powerful have... Shaq's heart is? To I mean, because he can like literally just with his power of his mind and heart can literally like walk through poison and fire. I mean, it's just Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I'm just saying that uh, after they shoot him, right? Then all they need to, the best that can do is just slow the poison down. It's going to be in his system, right? And so all they need to do is sort of like split up right and then he'll he can maybe get one or two of them but the rest will survive and shack will eventually be succumbed to the poison all right so if they're in enclosed area it doesn't mm. work because he can just he's he'll get his hands on them and rip them apart but if they have space yes i give you that yeah all right and let's say if they were in the octagon but they still have their poison arrows i'm gonna say 12 yes I'm that say yes if they if they don't have their poison arrows and they're in an octagon, I'm going to say ooh, 16. I'll say 20 in the octagon with no arrows. Okay. Okay. Sounds so. like we're, yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, no, we have the same idea about this one. Let's move on to 10 Nimarigar versus mm. five Chuckies 
and five mm. leprechauns without magic. Mm. No magic. No magic. Okay, well, I think the Chuckies, because of their doll-like physiognomy, <laughs> will be immune to poison. Oh, that's right. Good point. And the leprechaun's a different... Oh, no, he might be... He, 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 the poison will work on him. Yeah, I mean, alcohol works on him. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if poison worked on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm still going to put it on the Nima Rigar. Really? Five Chuckies and five uh, leprechaun sans magic, you would give it to the Nima Rigar? Without the magic, I'd give it to the Nima Rigar. Well, I feel like without the magic, the leprechaun doesn't really have too much going for him other than his viciousness. He bites. But the Nimarigar have worse teeth than he does. That's true. They've got four rows total, two top, two bottom. That's correct. I, I like that answer. Okay. Um, five Nimarigar versus the cast of Little People, Big World. Okay. Haven't watched it, but I'm assuming that they are uh, a family of little people. I haven't watched it. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, can do they have equal numbers? Yes. All right. Then I'm going to put on the Nima Rigar as they are presumably armed. And I don't think that the cast of Little People, Big World are going to be. But, they're, but they have a, a bond, the cast. Yeah, but, I mean, we've said that the Nima Rigar can love. They might also Oh, have that's, you know what? Excellent point. Okay. The Nima Rigar versus the child cast of Willy Wonka plus the little purple monsters from the movie. Little purple monsters? I forgot what color they were. Are you talking about the Oompa Loompas? Yes. They were orange with green hair. Okay, those monsters. Plus the child cast. I believe they were just people. Really? They look like monsters. They they do look very strange. Um... And there were a lot of them, and they were a really well-trained team. I'm going to put this one on uh, Wonka. I think the kids might not be a big player. I think Mike TV, he's a bit of a scrapper. Mike TV. Uh, Daddy, Daddy, there's cannibals. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Veruca, she's obviously, well, I mean, she's mean. She's got that going. Yeah, she's got a mean streak. But, but yeah, I I, I think uh, the Oompa Loompas are definitely going to be the tide. The, the, what turns the tide? The Nimarigar versus Harry Potter's Muggle family. Mm, okay, so you got Uncle Shithead. Right. And Auntie Shithead. That's right. And Cousin Shithead. And, and Cousin Shithead. And they're all like, I can live under the stairs, Harry. You're garbage. <laughs> we'll never give you the letter from the owls. <laughs> oh, my God. You have such a good grip of the plot. Thank you. Yeah, we ate you, Harry. <laughs> we ate you. <laughs> you can't come to my birthday. <laughs> Your mother's uh, dead and mine's not. <laughs> oh, my parents are alive, and you're basically a slave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to put this one on the Nima Rigar. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that they're not a good team. The Muggle family. No, no. I think they're very, they're very selfish. They are. From my recall, they were not physically in great shape. The Nimarigar versus Ted Nugent after he shit himself to get out of Vietnam. Mmm. Well, he was pretty wily then. <laughs> but not brave. Not brave, but uh, good with a bow and arrow. Good with shitting. 
Yeah, good with... Yeah, so he might be able to set up a punchy pit of his own. Oh, he has the same weapons. Pointy things yeah. and shit. But the Nimarigar are going to have uh, the numbers on him. Yes. I'm going to have to put this one on the Nimarigar. Yes, they are going to slaughter him. And now, last but not least, 10 Nimarigar versus 20 Smurfs who have had mm. time to prepare. The Smurfs have had time to prepare. Yes. Okay. Well, as one of those Smurfs... Papa's you can pick them. Okay. Well, I'm going to want Papa in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want... Uh, Smurfette. Brawny. I'm going to want uh, Brainy. Jokey has an explosive. Jokey? Jo- Jokey. Oh, Jokey. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably have some exploding cigars or something. Yeah. He always has that package that explodes, so you can yeah. use that. Mm, Smurfette is right, smart. Hey. It's true. Smurfette is probably the most practical of the Smurfs. Right. Other than being vain. Right. And she's uh, also communist, like all the rest of them. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And three apples high. That's about, I'm going to say, nine inches. Uh, so they're uh, less than half the size of a Nima Regar. Oh. Uh, but there's twice as many. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say Papa Smurf's magic is going to be the real... Uh, uh, key player here. I'm gonna put this one on the Smurfs. That's really good. That's a good point. Well, well done, Shibble. What a fight night! That was a really good one. Thank you. I thought that was a great fight night too. Great selection. Thank you, sir. So we've talked about whether they can love. We get talked about whether they can fuck. We've talked about whether or not they can fight. We know the whole deal. And what are your feelings on the Nima Regar? What's your vibe? I'm telling you right now, there's only one feeling that I'm having right now, and it's fear. Oh, my goodness. I'm shaking. Can you tell? I mean, I'm sh- literally, I'm, I'm visibly shaken by it's, this This story. is an audio medium, but I'm looking at Ethan over a webcam, listeners, and I'm going to tell you right now, the underwater panther is drenched <laughs> in fear sweat. What was your name again? Uh, Baron Criminel. Baron Criminel, right, and Underwater yes. Panther. Uh, those are our yeah. names on our right wing show as well. Yes. Uh, oh no, it's not. It's Patriot Dawson and Charlie Bingo. Yeah, Charlie Bingo. Patriot Dawson. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about it, Patriot. <laughs> uh, Pat for short. Um, yeah, I'm very frightened by these Nimarigar. I mean, they've got they've got poison. They've got traps. They, I mean, they seem like a nasty uh, bunch of folk. Can you tell yeah. me something, Shibble? The Nimarigar is real? Is real? Shikit Bavakasha. Hey! Hey! Well, it's tough to say, but we I can tell you that old Pedro, the San Pedro Mountains mummy, was later re-examined by the University of Wisconsin. Oh. After it was examined by the American Museum of Natural History. And was predictably determined not to be a 65-year-old man. But an, an encephalic child. <laughs> Just a child with a birth defect. <laughs> and that was pretty much the only physical evidence that we have been made aware of in the modern era. So, I cannot definitively say yes uh, but I also cannot definitively say no. Well, I mean, they never found that, that mass grave that was spoken about earlier? No, no one has ever found the mass grave that that missionary found. 
there was allegedly another uh, skeleton or mummy that was found that was named something like Guanchita. Guanchita? Yeah. Pedro yeah, and I Guanchita. Yeah, I didn't get Guanchita in my notes. Give me two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, While you do that, I'll I'll muse a little bit about the um, Nimarigar. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I just well, realized. All right, <laughs> you, we got to it. All right, so uh, Chiquita is what. They oh, Chiquita. Her. That's uh, after Pedro weird. was lost. It wasn't until the 1990s that another discovery was made. Uh, there was uh, another mummified uh, baby-like human named Chiquita, uh, whose uh, tests believe that uh, she dated back to the 1500s. Wow. Uh, but was uh, probably, once again, not uh, from a uh, lost tribe of pygmies, but just a uh, dead child. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm still scared. I mean, dead children are also scared. Yeah, I, that's why. <laughs> I'm telling you, that still scares me. I mean, I don't care what's coming after me, like a, a four rows of teeth cannibal or a dead child. Like, either way, I'm freaking out. Well, also, I will say that neither Pedro nor Chiquita were said to be animate. They appear to just be your mundane, run-of-the-mill dead children. Do you have <laughs> any more facts for me? I do, uh, Ship. Then give me some Rocky's facts. Rocky Mayavia, also known as The Rock, has been mm. listed as one of the all-time greatest professional wrestlers as well as one of the top draws in wrestling history. Many have placed The Rock on their Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling Including Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and John Cena. That seems weird. The Rock. John Cena. Yeah. Why should he be on it? The, how about Andre the Giant? Yeah, they wouldn't. He wouldn't be in my tier. But I, I don't follow wrestling as closely as I might have when I was a child. I wasn't allowed to watch. And it. even then, I wasn't super into. I it. wasn't allowed to watch it. My parents thought it was garbage. Uh, well, they might have had a point. They were right. I'm glad. Uh, the Rock was described in R.D. Reynolds' book, The Wrestle Crap Book of Lists, as the biggest star for WWE from 1999 until 2004. I don't doubt it. I mean, huge star. Right. And and rightly so. That man oozes charisma. He, uh, he's got such charisma. I mean, in everything he does, he brings it to... I mean, I wanted to dislike him, and he's just impossible to dislike. It's true. Raquel Rocky Welch. First mm. won attention for her role in Fantastic Voyage, 1966. By the way, that Come was one of the first VHS ever made by uh, Magnetic oh. Video. I think it was the second ever made American hmm. VHS. Um, the first one was Hello, Dolly, Magnetic Video. Yeah, classic. Um, Raquel Welch, uh, after Fantastic Voyage, won a contract with Century, 20th Century Fox they lent her contract to the British studio Hammer Film Productions, which we love, for whom she made mm. One Million Years B.C. Although she had only three lines of dialogue in the film, images of her in a doe-skin bikini became best-selling posters that turned her into an international sex symbol. Yeah, yeah, classic stuff. Have you ever seen that picture? I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great poster. Oh, cool. Was she hot? Yeah, definitely. Hotter than Farrah Fawcett at her best? Um, I don't know. Apples and oranges, you know, yeah. or I mean, they're both you know, beautiful. Just different women. taste. Yeah. No one wins when we uh, make two queens fight it out to each other. Let's praise them both. Okay. Two beautiful women. That's true. Both are winners in our book. Yeah. I like that. That's a good way to look at it. We shouldn't rank people like that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that might mean we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. I see the glare. Hey! Uncle Monster, how are you, buddy? Man, I'm hanging in there. Oh, why? You had a rough week? Well, well, I had COVID, <laughs> and so doing that Uncle Monster voice is still a bit much. Wait, you've been doing it this whole time? The whole time I've been in character. There's no other Uncle Monster? It's been it, you? The whole time. Uh, listeners, I hate to part the kimono <laughs> a little bit here. I've been doing the Uncle Monster voice. Ethan. No, no. The, the funny no thing is. no idea who's doing Uncle yeah. Monster 2. Uncle Monster 2 has been fooled this whole time. It's really just, I've been gaslighting him. He doesn't even know his own brother. <laughs> it's very strange. Well, I'll call him in right now. He will have no idea. Uncle Monster 2! Hi! How are you, Uncle Monster? Man, I'm great and I love my brother. I love you too, and I have some movie suggestions. Okay, but don't forget about that money that you owe me. Oh, I have it. I've been licensing your act and doing it all over all the comedy clubs, and they love it. Send it to Chris. He'll pass it along. Okay, Venmo on deck. So... <laughs> If you're looking to watch a movie until the next Uncle Monster episode, and if you're mm -hmm. not into Nymerigar or Little People, but you are into PBS and the U.S. Congress, watch Ken Burns' Congress. Boy, he really... Where does he come up with these titles? He's right? amazing! Also, it's if you like idiot. horror, you can always watch The Nun, because it's about horror stuff. Did you know Ed Warren was a statutory rapist? Surprise! He was! I'm glad that this somehow keeps coming up. Well, I, I need people to know. Yeah. Just like That's Jeepers Creepers. I need to make sure everyone knows not to watch that. Yeah, and great forum for it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, everybody. We want to thank you for checking out the episode. And we want to thank you for uh, checking us out on social media. You can find us on Instagram at UncleMonster6. You can find us on Twitter at Uncle Monster Podcast, and you can find us on Patreon, where you can find a bunch of ton of fun bonus episodes. A bunch of ton of Uncle fun. Monster <laughs> Six. You guys should really check out that Patreon. I'm not. I'm not trying to get your money. We are, um, but there is a ton of uh, really cool bonus stuff, and I think you, if you like us, you'll like that. I mean, yeah, and you get early access. Oh, to yeah. episodes. I mean, it's fun stuff. Uh, but the point is. We do this because it's fun and because it's for you. And if you guys weren't there enjoying it, we wouldn't keep doing it. We wouldn't be having this much fun. And you guys really make this show as much as we do. And we thank you for it. We love you. And we can't wait to see you next time. Just remember one very important thing. Don't, Don't get, get spooked. spooked. <laughs>